forever. Dog. Should we just talk about the seven the seven thousand controversies at this? Oh, at the at the time. I mean, do I remember all of them? Wait, let me. I just man, so much of them. Because uh, you remember this this film was started. This film premiered, I guess, in 2017. Uh, yeah, but then. Me Too happened. Weinstein went down. And then the Weinstein company went down, which had the rights to this film. So they had to hold off a bit. Yeah, and then this came out. <sighs> so I'm looking at I'm looking at all of it right now. Uh wow. At one point, I mean this is a controversy, but at one point. Jimmy Fox and Idris Alba was uh, rumored to be in this. Right. Yeah. We'll call I, I was supposed to be Colin Firth. Yeah, we're calling Firth. Jessica Chastain and Michelle Williams. Wow. That's interesting. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, that, you know, typical Hollywood movie goes through several hands, several casting things that never actually happen or materialize. Did you ever see The Intouchables, Steve? No, I didn't even want to watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we made you do. <laughs> Dang. Did you re- did you remember when the Intouchables came out though? Like, no, I've obviously never heard of it. Okay, so you never heard of the French film? Because no, it did. It was it was big. It was bigger than this movie. Yeah. Actually. No, um, that's like one of uh, that's like one of France's biggest films of like the last decade. Uh, was it? Well, that makes sense, I guess. We made that much money. Um, God, yeah, and then Kevin Hart, like his uh, this whole Oscar thing was going down at the same time when he wouldn't apologize. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, yeah when so they that, so when that's the other thing that was we're talking. gonna release it wide. It was like right. It was at the January. Exact same time, it was yeah. a, it was close to the Oscars. Yeah, and yeah. Kevin Hart was going through his whole thing. Oh, that was the I don't want my son to be gay. That was yeah. the old, yeah, the old tweet jokes. Oh my god! <laughs> that got pulled up so that he would get canceled from the Oscars, which he did. Um, and then of course, yeah, Brian Cranston and his decision to play a role as a disabled person, as an able-bodied person. So it was just like all of these things, and it's, this movie still made money. So I feel like. This movie could have made so much more. It could have made so much more. If it didn't, if it didn't, wasn't wrapped in all these controversies. But I mean, I don't know. I guess the upside. Why'd you pause? Is that, that, you know, we get to talk about it now. What was the dramatic pause? What What was the dramatic pause? I thought you were going to say the upside to this. I get he was putting a movie in there, but like you could have finished the sentence. You could have. You could have finished the sentence. It's the long pause after that makes it upsetting. Like you didn't need Wait, that. I was just saying that the upside to this is that we get wow. to... What, what, is, what, what, is, what? what is that? <laughs> what is that? You don't have to do that. You could just say... You, you could transition it like to a nice... I he's just playing thing. this up now. What do you, no, I had a... Sorry, I had a... No, you don't need to say it again. You didn't have a thing. I don't swallow it. You, you don't yeah. have to say it again. <laughs> There's you don't thing. have to say it again. I was pausing for... It's, I didn't... You know. Nope, we got it. We All heard right. you say it twice. Okay. Okay. Wait, All you right. know there's an Indian version? 
Is it? There's an Indian version too. Man, this Did you say there's an Indian version? Yes. <laughs> well, the upside to that. All right. All right. Okay. okay. Let's start uh, the show. Start. Oh. He did it. That one was better. Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Drop Milligan. Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. I feel like I'm in the worst porno ever. That was the line. Oh, that you- wow. I don't, <laughs> from this movie. Honestly, that makes the most sense for James. <laughs> this makes the most sense for why? I feel like he, I'm in the worst. This is porn in it. Porno. That's not what's a, that pause? It's not an iconic line. <laughs> Hold on, but what's going that's on with the, the dramatic line, That's pauses? the line I most remember from the movie. That's the line you most remember from <laughs> It was my favorite line. Honestly, I don't know what happened in the movie after that. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be fun. Oh, this my goodness. Um, Finally, we're doing this. Listen, uh, this incredible voice you're listening to right now is Jonathan Braylock. What is happening? What? What's happening? Just introduce yourself. Are you going to do it? I mean, no, I don't want to now. I don't okay. want to. Right. People can just assume who this is. Okay, okay. that's drama. And this wonderful voice you're hearing right now is James the Third. And why are you smile? <laughs> oh God! I mean, Disney Plus just came out, so he's. It did. I'm on cloud. <laughs> <laughs> just if there's a, any clouds above nine, um, soon you know. Now I, that okay, <laughs> enough of that. Okay. Uh, we do have a special guest today, though. Oh yeah, we do. Calling in from Jersey. Call it. Oh, wait. I, <clears throat> get the drums ready. Wow. Steve Way, everybody. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, what's going on? Steve Way. Whoop, Steve. Welcome to the pod, Steve. Of oh, Rami you. fame. Thank you for having me. <laughs> All the way from Jersey. Hey, man, he on the poster. I used to see Steve on the poster, man. He is. Steve is on all of the... Any poster where they're trying to do a four-year consideration. They're trying to get awards for Rami's show. Steve's on that poster. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Every single time. There's always them coming down the street looking happy as hell. I can't believe, like, it didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) We thought, thought, you know, putting me on the subway ads, the trailer, uh, you know, the main four-year consideration promo. Like, all right, die in a wheelchair, it's a lock. But apparently, uh, the only way it's a lock is if you're an able-bodied person in a wheelchair. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Okay, okay we started. Yeah. Shots yeah, fired. Yeah, Shots fired. Right. Okay. That's right. Also, I, I also a, they had y'all coming um, down I that street. I know, like, this street looked too silly. It's <laughs> a silly-ass looking street. I said, Eddie Redman, I'm coming for you. Eddie oh yeah, Redman. Eddie. Yo, it's so interesting which actors can get away Best with actor. it. Yeah. Which actors can get away with it and one um, you know. Most I wouldn't mean all actors can get away with I it. I know, but like there's some who like you don't who don't have as much controversy around it. Whereas like, oh, it's well, expected that they the would do it. The bigger the film, the more the more the controversy. Mm. Like if it's a, if the film is smaller than then people kinda, you know. It's like people were pissed at Kevin Hart for a long time, but it wasn't until my man was about to host the Oscars that they very yeah. true. But uh, uh, you know Shane Gillis with the with SNL, it's like you know yeah. I mean, but um, let's just nip this in the bud right away. <laughs> <laughs> listen, man, let's I'll, just get this. Yeah, let's just listen, squash man. this real quick. I went and got my um, okay. So we are a film review 
podcast. We review the films of leading black actors. We talk about them in the context of race and diversity in Hollywood. But today... Oh, wait, no, we're still doing that. <laughs> what? Yep. Yes. You're about to say today yep. we're not we're doing that. We're not doing that? No, we're still doing that. Okay, that's a slight twist. Um, but there's an added component to this as well, of course, uh, which is the fact that actors with disabilities uh, also do not get leading roles in Hollywood. And if they do, nope. or sorry, if there is a lead role uh, for a character with a disability, it is... Mm-hmm. Almost exclusively played by um, actors who are able-bodied. There are co- there are like very few yeah. exceptions to this. What's her name, uh, Steve? Who do you remember? She um she was in movies. She was in this movie in like nineteen ninety something. She's uh, deaf, I believe. Oh, uh, not like that one. Yes, uh, I know we get more actors with Down syndrome. Like I know that was a big thing. Um, oh my god, can I tell a story about that? Yes. Oh yeah, go ahead. So a couple of years ago, I booked a pilot um, on A and E, and it was basically uh, like a hidden camera prank show, but just with people with disabilities pulling the pranks. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's based on this. Uh, it's, it's based on this British show of the same thing, and it's like two weeks before we we're about to shoot the pilot, and A and E drops it. And the reason it was, and I swear, this is what they said. They wanted more shows like Duck Dynasty. <laughs> so what? So, so what came out of that was the show uh, Born This Way, which is the reality show about people with Down syndrome that won a bunch of Emmys. Wow. Yep. That Duck. Well, I will say this: when I go visit my parents in the country, Duck Dynasty has their own set of clothes, it's uh, very ducking uh, equipment. Very popular. They have mugs. Yeah. Um, you know. They know their demographic. <laughs> yes. Duck. Uh, yes, but I mean that's true. But like those, they're really the stars of the film. Though sometimes I guess they are. Well, I think the, the real exception to that is uh, the Peter Butter Falcon. Right. Yeah. yeah. Peter, I like Peter Butter Falcon a lot. Also, like almost every Ryan Murphy show, Ryan Murphy's politician has well, he a has, deaf actor. But, uh, the principal's deaf, I think, on the show. One of the actors is trans. They never talk about it. The other one um, has Down syndrome. And like, I will say that he's always done that. They just never address it. And I'm like, dope. Right. But that's television. We're talking about movies. Uh, True. But you know, we talk I mean, about movies, baby. But it's still, but it's still yeah. some type of like before. It's like you never would have seen it at all no, across true. the board. So I'm like, all right, Ryan. I just wish more people did what he did. Yeah. There also uh, is, and I feel like Ryan gets criticism for this sometimes, though, where it's like there's also the like the oh they, they are playing role at least in um uh first season of American Horror Story where it's like oh this role is a scary like. Oh, that person's off there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, but they brought her yeah. back for every every other. Se- I mean, she's right. in COVID yeah, no, too. For- and she's just like a witch, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, but, I, but that was the immediate. I remember. I do remember at least in season one, people were like, uh-uh, uh-uh. "You gotta." <laughs> yeah, yeah. He did do. Yeah, a lot, the, a lot of the times Ryan Murphy falls into uh, like the the evil cripple trope. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I guess my question is, and this is this is something the, that I, I think, will. I mean. Uh, Glee, Glee was Ryan Murphy, right? Yeah. 
so Dude, he, I, will, I will never forget the first time I found out um, what's his name is not actually disabled. Yes, the guy in the wheelchair, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, because I watched yeah. that show and I was like, oh, wow. You know, it's so cool. Like, someone like me is on this huge show. Because I think people forget how big Lee really was. Oh, yeah. it's huge. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then, and then I remember they said, uh, like the national anthem for like a World Series game, and I'm like, "You son of a bitch!" <laughs> <laughs> like, like I have a question though. Like, how, how? What Steve, a please way let to me learn. know. This is for everybody though. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is like, as an actor, I always thought I could do anything, right? And I thought if I got a role as like a serial killer, cool. If I got a role as like a person that's trans, cool. If I got a a role as a person in a wheelchair or somebody who like whatever i thought it was all cool now are those because i will tell you this i had two auditions one was a guy in a wheelchair one was um homosexual and i was like i can't audition for these i was like i, I understand they're being like come in but i'm like i can't if i book this i'm fucked you know what i mean because i don't mm-hmm. think i don't know because i feel like as an actor i don't know what we're allowed to do because no matter what we're doing, we're playing something that we're not generally speaking. So I don't know where well, the line I, is. I, I think for me, for me, the best way I, I describe it is that um, if I if I can't play John Braylock, John Braylock can't play me. Mm. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. a great way. Here's this is how I kind of talk about it with 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 people. If you say say uh, playing somebody who's uh, if you're heterosexual and you want to play and like you know people who are heterosexual playing roles that are um, homosexual, that in theory should be fine. I think the reason that people have a problem with it isn't because you shouldn't be able to play whoever you want. It's because that gay actors, openly gay actors are almost always limited to roles that are just gay. Very few times are they allowed to play straight roles. Now, that's starting to change. You know what I mean? Real? I mean, it's only Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> Shit. I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, what's his name? Um, I think Jonathan... Is Jonathan Groff openly? Uh, I don't uh, know. Well, I think he is. But it, it, he, maybe I should be saying that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he is. For the record, Jonathan Groff. He, he, he's straight in Mindhunter. Uh, oh, that's the main dude, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm almost positive he is, yeah, but um, but like, but that's TV still, and and you know it's 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 rare, it's more rare. And the thing is, like, if you if you're not allowing if you're not allowing it to go both ways, then that's when it's kind of starts to be messed up. Right, and that's that. not saying that. obviously somebody with a disability, you know, somebody who is in a wheelchair like Steve can't like actually play an able-bodied person yeah. but they can play a character that has nothing to do yeah. with the disability yeah. like you sure. can, right and so but if you're not allowing well, that's, them that's uh, uh that's that's Walt Jr. right exactly yeah, yeah. exactly yeah no let I me mean, that's I mean that's super right because I, I watched that uh, actors roundtable when Billy when Billy Porter like it wasn't like he was taking shots at all the rest of the men at that table, yeah. but my man definitely was like throwing and bullets. He's so right. And he was right. Yeah. He's so right. He's like, oh, you know, it seems like all this praise is heaped upon heterosexual men for playing gay roles, but do you ever see it the other way around? No. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if a gay actor played a, a, a role of a gay man, 
people aren't don't usually go oh wow that person deserves an emmy that person deserves an oscar mm -hmm. you know you have it the other way so many times and that's the thing is like you do have people like eddie redmayne who will win a you know or sean penn who will win an award for harvey milk or you know what i mean like yeah. it, it does that that people are uh praised for that both mm -hmm. heath ledger you know, oh, yeah, and Jake Gyllenhaal were praised for their roles, you know, in Brokeback Mountain. And the thing is, if you're not allowing those, it, it's like, it's it feels so, it feels so hurtful because it's like, you're not allowing us to get cast in anything regular anyway. And then when there's a role that it's like, oh, you actually need somebody with a disability or you actually need somebody to be, to be gay you're giving that to somebody who's not. Yeah. And then you're using the smoke screen of like, well, actors should be able to play whoever they want. But then when I say, well, then I should be able to play this. You're like, well, no. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, just. Yeah, I, I think Prince's uh, response to all this was just like the absolute worst. Because, you know, at first, at first he says, as actors were asked uh, to play other people, and then he says, oh, but I think, uh, you know, the whole disabilities thing is worthy for debate. Mm. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, th thank you, Brian, for, uh, you know, acknowledging me and uh, allowing me to, you know, speak for myself um, mm. and to bring this up. But then he says, if I, as a straight older person, and I'm wealthy, I'm very fortunate, does that mean... I can't play a person who is not wealthy. And, you know, I, what really bothers me here is that he just completely does not understand the difference between, like, wealth and experience. You know, because, like, yeah. being disabled, you know, like, for me, I was born disabled. You can't, like, you can't attain that the same way you should attain wealth. And obviously we get it. We get a discussion about how that happens, but you know, and what's wrong with the whole story here? You have this guy. You know, this is a true story. Yeah. So this is based you're, off the true story. Yeah, you have this guy who is uh, paralyzed and became a quadriplegic in a hand gliding accident. But you know, it wasn't with a heaven heart. That literally almost happened to him in a car accident. Yeah. Yeah, which yeah, is just kind of insane. That, I mean, that's post this insane. movie. Yeah, this summer. I I mean, you, I've you really hit the the nail on the head earlier, Steve, when you were talking about the actor in Glee. For for me, when I think about this stuff, is when when you saw that actor in Glee, you said, "Wow, somebody like me is in the, a role like this." Sure. And that was exciting, right? And like, and just generally, the 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 fact that there's just an overall lack of representation is the struggle for me, you know? Sure, and, 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 and for me, always in the disabled community, it goes um, even deeper than that, because, you know, I'm I'm a straight white guy, you know, and, I'm, and I know many people who are disabled and black, uh, disabled and gay, disabled and trans, and you never see that on TV or movies. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, that's you true. Know, we're, yeah. we're watching. We're watching to get like a disabled white guy, but to go even deeper than that, like that never happens. Right. Um. 
Okay, so let me talk about a little bit about, let me just set up this film real quick. We have the movie The Upside, which is, uh, which even though it debuted um, 2017, fall of 2017, it didn't, it wasn't full release until January 2019 this year. Um, it is, of course, a remake uh, of the 2011 film, The Intouchables uh, or Untouchables. Um, which did, you know, gangbusters at the box office. Apparently, this this movie made four hundred twenty six million dollars. That's worldwide. insane for a drama. Um, a, a French film. I think it's like one. I think it's the second highest grossing French film of all time. That's insane. Um, that came out in two thousand eleven. It, it had gotten a lot of good reviews when it had come out. It, I think that movie had seventy five percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the upside, however, was not reviewed as kindly. Um, I think that has about was forty something percent. Hold on, let me look real quick. Uh, forty one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm -hmm. It made one hundred and twenty, around one hundred twenty three million, at the box office off a thirty seven million budget. Um, that's still pretty good. <laughs> like yeah. I remember it came out and it and it surprised it came out number one at the box office that opening weekend. People weren't sure if it was what it was yeah. what was gonna happen with it. And hey man, Kevin can still open a movie, man. Um <laughs> so despite all the controversy, it's still kinda still kinda did well at the box office. Not not I think as well as it would have done, uh, but it still did pretty well considering. Uh of course it stars Kevin Hart and Brian Cranston, also Nicole Kidman is in this movie. Um, and yeah, it's based off of that true story uh, of like some dupe. <laughs> Wait, is Harvey Weinstein in jail? Uh, no, no, my man is just. No, remember he was at that. He was at that comedy show. He's at. He's up. He's up. He's he's gonna have a court case though. He's not off. He didn't get off or anything. He just. But he ain't got to wait in jail. No, because what? If you're rich, you don't have to wait in jail. That's the whole point. You you get to. It's build the whole point up. of being rich, man. <laughs> <laughs> what didn't the whole point of the bail system is if you are rich you don't have to be in jail <laughs> then they, they put Cosby in jail oh but he had tried he got tried cause wasn't no yeah, before he no. before his trial he was in jail right no I don't think so I don't think he was like no I don't uh, think so just stay steadily in jail but he did get arrested did they he get did, I'm they pretty have sure no, they had no bail for Cosby I'm, I know before Cosby's trial he was in jail I just don't know what the I'm trying basically yeah, because they were out. like because people were like checking in on him in prison and stuff and they're like yeah, yeah before he got Cosby sentenced is, yeah 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 for sure so my thing is how come oh. this white dude ain't in jail because both of them motherfuckers rich that's true I don't yeah. know it maybe depends Cosby's on the shit well, from like Cosby's just from like white. twenty I mean I know that's he's white on, it's all based off the judge sorry what did you say Steve I mean Harvey Weinstein uh, literally has the Israeli CIA on the side. Uh, like, okay. It might have been based off of where where was Cosby? Where did he go to jail? Where was the court? Oh, see, that, that I don't know. Because that was, that, was, that was Philly. It was Philly? Oh, wow. So maybe yeah. he just didn't have as many connections in Philly as Harvey Weinstein does in I mean, New York. Cosby joined from like 30 years ago. Harvey Weinstein shit is from like last week. Yeah. Anyway... I will say Cosby did like forty something. Women. No, I'm not. Harvey Weinstein did like eighteen. Well, I'm saying I like guess that broke fast. The numbers are different. I'm gonna say, but my thing is like my man should be in jail nah, they too. Both, yeah, they both should. Or at least house arrest. You sell some weed, you get no, house arrest. No jail. No, it should be jail. 
I mean, it should be jail, but goddamn, my man going to comedy shows? Yeah. Anyway. Fuck's sake. Uh, so this guy, Philippe? Philippe? Philippe. He's well, the real guy. The, yeah, the real guy, Philippe. He's a French, he's the son of a French duke. Um, and yeah, he was, he became a quadriplegic during a paragliding accident in 1993. And he did uh, hire a, Algerian immigrant Ab- Abdel Salou, I think that's how you say his name, uh, who had only applied to the job to fulfill the income support requirements on his French visa. Let's get yeah. into this movie. Um. Oh wait. What's that? <laughs> oh, this is gonna be great. Nah, sorry. All right. Cool. All right. Do you want to do? Steve, uh, how do you feel? Your initial initial thoughts, Steve. Yeah. Okay. Uh, first off, uh, Black Man Ketchup is no longer a movie review podcast. Uh, it is a socialist podcast. Uh, and, I, and, I, and I'm taking over. So, uh, this movie is uh, extremely problematic. Let's, uh, let's talk about the real guy first, Philippe. Um, as John said, he's the son of a French duke, so he's got money. Um, also, what's the big difference between France and America? Oh, that's right. France has free health care. So, still, he's fine. Uh, in this movie, Brian Tracy's character is insanely rich. So, again, he's fine. Um, I really, guys, I did a deep dive here of how much money his character would have. So, allow me to begin by his residence. Go right ahead. He said he's richer than Jay-Z. Yes. Jay-Z's net worth is $1 billion. So, right away, we know he has more than that. Yeah. Uh, He lives at 575 Park Avenue, uh, where the pet house costs $1.3 million. Steve, this is so Uh, Later in the movie, yep, later in the movie, uh, Dell asks Philip if he could buy the Yankees. He says no. Uh, in 2017, the value of the Yankees was $3.7 billion. <laughs> so, so we know he doesn't have more than that. But then Dell asks him if he could buy the Brooklyn Nets. And the 2017 value, uh, valuation of the Brooklyn Nets was uh, $1.8 billion. So, we know he's a multi-billionaire. Yeah. Um, that is not the story of disabled people in America. And I literally laughed when he says, uh, money doesn't buy you everything. Um, when you're disabled, it really fucking helps. <laughs> That's um, real. So, I also did the math here when he, uh, he gives, uh, when Yvonne, his assistant, right, because he has enough money for an assistant and a personal chef and a personal physical therapist, uh, Della's first check was $2,682. And before that, you know, when Yvonne showed him how much money he'd be making, she says per week. Right. So that, that comes out to $16 per hour. And when you multiply that, 24 hours a day. That comes out to 
$464 a year. And that's, but now, that's after taxes. That's net. Right, right. So, this guy um, is a personal care assistant. In the movie, they use the term wife auxiliary, which I promise you, no one uses. <laughs> now, in, in America, the average pay for a personal care assistant is $11 an hour. What? And Yes. And he even says, uh, like, oh, I've never done this before. Yeah, so has every other PCA. Because PCAs are not medically trained. They're just like regular people helping out. Because it's hard to find medically trained people who want to take a job for $11 an hour. Right. True. Wow. And, you know, just at, at the very base of this, you know, this guy, Philip, can get anything he wants. Now, if I could inject uh, a little personal story into this, um, I, basically, for personal care assistance in New Jersey, they tell you that the maximum is 40 hours per week. And that means that I can hire someone uh, to be with me 40 hours per week to help me with whatever I need. Uh, because apparently my life is like a 9 to 5 job. So, Monday through Friday. Right, right, because my life stops on the weekends. So, for almost two years now, since January 2nd of 2018, uh, through Horizon NJ Health, my health insurance provider, I have been trying to get more than 40 hours a week so I can move out of my parents' house. And uh, just this past week, I had a court hearing where I was supposed to go in front of a judge and prove how disabled I am and that I am worthy of more than 40 hours per week. And what did Horizon do? They postponed it. So now I have to wait like three more months just to have this opportunity. And this guy says money doesn't buy everything. Fuck off. Okay, so you like the movie. (laughs) I loved it. I loved it. You know what? When Dell stole the book, I was like, dude, steal everything. You should murder this guy. (laughs) <laughs> and, and drain his bank account. Wow. Oh man. Um. Well, I mean, if, like, if I like at the core of this, the inequality between Philip and Dell should not exist at all. But I always, I always tell people, like you know, when people say, "Oh, you hate rich people," well, yeah, I do, but. The, the, like, to put income inequality uh, into perspective, there should not be Jeff Bezos and me in the same society. Like, there should not be someone who is literally making millions of dollars every day. And then me, where I have to beg the government to let me live. And this movie horrifies that. Well, 
Damn. This is a political podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. No, I that's... told you. I'm taking over. Um, yeah. Damn. Okay. Cool. Drop. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll go. It's so, that one, it, no, it's so it's so interesting hearing that because growing up, my father, um, my stepdad lives in a he uses a wheelchair, and, and it's funny hearing you talk about an aide and how much they get paid because I at this moment cannot afford to get him one because they cost so much, and so it's funny because I'm like the amount of money I would have to pay to get someone to be in the house. I mean, literally right now, you know. We can afford like two days a week, but like to get someone in the house, it costs so much money. And to hear that on average is only like $11 an hour. So I'm like, so who the fuck am I paying so much money then? Because it's not going to the women who come to the house. So who is it going to? Um, but I will say this though, and it's hard because. Uh, but even $11, because here's the thing, even $11 an hour, but for the amount of hours that people need generally. Yeah. So that's like 12. So say if you, you know, even if it was only, uh, 12 hours a day, right? Which isn't the full day. But that's 12 hours a day, yeah. seven days a week. Yeah. Uh, what, 365 a year? Oh, I mean, that's not, I did that math. But it's still like, well, a, for, we did it. It's, like, it's still like a hundred thousand, it's still like over a hundred thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Well, for, the for me, if I pay someone at $15 an hour for ordering 12 hours a day, it would be sixty-five thousand seven hundred dollars. Yeah, literally, man. Yeah, it's like that's a lot of money. <laughs> got I, I gotta sell a show or get a job because I ain't got no money. Because left. you're basically, basically, you're you're paying you're paying somebody for their full salary, like for a year, yeah. like a living wage for a year. Yeah. Yes. And. But- but you're not a you're not a business. <laughs> like yes. you're not making money. And it's the medical. And right, it's like right, the tools. When in, in America, if you're on Medicaid, at any given time, you can only have $2,000 to your name. Yeah, Medicaid right. is... Uh, right, yeah. before you start losing all the benefits. Yeah. Right. It's bad. So, and then you so can't even... Would, oh, go ahead. No, so, like, they expect you to work and to live life on $2,000. Yeah. Because you basically need to make the wage, you need to make three times the the average person's wage to even start to be like, oh, I can pay somebody to yeah. do this. Because I need to pay for them and for me and then just for a regular yeah. life. I mean, and it sucks too because at least for me, it's like, you know, I do have good insurance now. So I can get a wife or kids, but I can't get, my parents are like close to 80 and I'm like, I can't I, like literally I'm like, Oh, let me just see if there's a way around this. And it's like, there's just no way to get someone ahead of you. So like my parents, my, my stepdad is on Medicaid, which is like, you can't, you can't get shit done unless it's like a dramatic emergency. And then even then it's like, whatever. But with that said though, it's tough. Cause I did really enjoy this movie. I thought, cause you know what it is. I, I understand. And and see, I want to hear more about it, but I understand like your point of view. But there's something about like just the uh, the friendship and camaraderie of the story to me that like I I personally like movies where it's, like they don't even start off at odds like that to me. Like this isn't like a movie where oh one 
thinks the other person's racist or like Kevin is making fun of people with disabilities. Like we don't, it's not that bullshit. It's more so like True. two people with two drastic different life circumstances and there's a choice made to grow together. And there's something about seeing two people grow, two people experiencing like life traumas and getting past it that made me like, I'm not gonna lie, man. I was like mad happy watching this movie. Like I legitimately yesterday, because last couple of weeks have been very shitty. And like last couple of days have been trash. But yesterday I was like, man, I was very happy watching it because I was yeah, like, oh, just... some of these moments, like my grandfather, uh, his 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 catheter, like I look, man, I remember the day, you know, when I had to help. And this is <laughs> a thing where I'm just like the 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 thing that Kevin goes through in this movie, I was like, whoo, all right. All right, Grams, we got it. We got it. It is just so. It's just so real. And like I felt that he's like, no, it's fine. Like, and he, you know, he was he was in his nineties. Like, it's it's fine. Like, I hate that you have to do this. And he was embarrassed. Like, no, no, it's not about embarrassing. I just because it's long. And it's like (laughs) it's just whoo. You know what I mean? Like that stuff is just. So I felt it, and I guess I could relate as the person who's. Oh, oh, I felt it too. Oh, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I hate. I mean, I hate to say, like, I I totally get it, but I, I. Like the hell out of this. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Yeah. You, no, there, there were definitely yeah. some stuff. Yeah, there were definitely some parts I really liked. Um, you know, like at the very beginning, where uh, they're they're interviewing, you know, the potential uh, PCAs. Oh yeah, and yeah. You, and, and but you notice, you notice who's doing the interviewing. It's yeah. not the actual disabled person. Yeah. You know, it's much about the quote unquote adult in the room. Yeah. Um, Nicole Kidman. Which is really, really uh, important to show because that's so real. Yeah, that is true. Um, but then when Dell walks in and he's like, oh, can you sign this? And he's like, how do you expect me to sign it uh, slowly? Like, <laughs> yeah. that is so funny. Yeah, that that's is so very, funny. Yeah. That's um, very funny. Slowly. Yeah. I mean, it's such. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I thought also. Oh, sorry, go ahead, James. I, I want to talk about Kevin too. Yeah, just. Um, I remember feeling like the movie was fine. I think my my biggest okay. issue was with it was the like. It felt like. Um, it just felt like it was like one of those like manipulating like. <laughs> Tug on your heartstrings, like we're gonna have this moment. We're gonna have this moment. Yeah, it's it's, (laughs) it. Um, uh, uh, and it just really felt like that. And then for me, like I don't know, I I always have an issue when it's like uh, inspired by true events, but then like this is the Hollywood version of it. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. uh, uh, But I thought, you know, I thought um, Kevin was very funny in it. I did have some issues sometimes with the like. You know, he's a fast talking, <laughs> it's a fast talking black dude. Like I did have some issues with, with that. Um, uh, but generally was like, yeah, like, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm glad they made this movie. I'm glad Kevin got to, right. got to play that part. Um, uh, I it was, it's good to hear your, how you feel about this, Steve, because I didn't know how I was supposed to feel about Brian Cranston the whole movie. <laughs> like, I didn't know if I was supposed to be like, oh, respect for his approach to this yeah. <laughs> or like, should this have just gone to somebody else? Like, do we like, um, is he really, are either of them, I mean, I guess maybe Kevin Hart and Brian, Brian Cranston was in the biggest TV show of all time, but it's like, is he really selling this movie? Like, 
is having him attached to this really a part of the draw? Mm. Um, I mean, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, like, yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, it's why it made yeah, it as it much is, as yeah. it did, but um, you know, I don't know. I, I, I didn't know how I was supposed to feel. Yeah. I mean, well, this is what I'll say. I mean, I think the movie is very well made in that it does, you know, if you're not thinking about the actual, like, what the movie is trying to say or or the entire issue with, you know, somebody, able body playing a character with a disability, if you're not thinking about those things, like, you can get very lost in the movie and it feels good because I think the performances are very strong. I think the, the directing was very good. Like it, 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 the score was very good. Um, Nicole Kidman was very good. You know what I mean? Like the, it, it was, it was funny at times. Like, you know, of course, like it has like a little cliche and that's what the critics like dragged it for. But it was like, yeah, but the feel good movies are cliche. Like, that's the point. Like the point is for them to be cliche that you feel a certain type of way that people do gen- genuinely feel when they watch it. They're like, oh, they want to feel good. It's like you watch a movie that makes you feel good about life, which is, I think, sometimes put down maybe a little too much in our society. Like we there are you know, a lot of people can be very cynical and be just like, oh, well, life sucks. So like, I don't want to watch a movie that's trying to pretend like life doesn't suck. But, (laughs) but like, that's only if you have this perspective that you're only looking at the bad things. And like, there are good things in life. Like, despite the economic reality of our world and what made a movie like what made a real life situation like this happen where somebody has so much more money than another person and all that stuff like two people two human beings genuinely became friends and like it's nice to see that friendship happening like it's nice to see the bond that that starts to form in between them um that doesn't necessarily have to excuse you know whatever political reality you know that needs to change like that said you know it is because of movies like this sometimes that makes it a little dangerous because people get they feel good and they also feel like they did something you know and that's the one thing that's like hard tough is like you know when selling a movie because it's all (laughs) because it is about selling the movie at the end of the day um which is why they have able-bodied people in those roles um uh, they, which I would, I would more respect if like people who were defending this were just like, Hey man, it's freaking capitalism. Like, what are you going to do? You know, like, look, I'm, yeah. the more, I'm more famous, you know, yeah. you know, I had to play it. Cause it, it, if it wasn't me, it was, it would be another famous person. You know, this is what it is. Like it sucks. It's not fair. It's not right. But also I'm a part of the system like you are. And I'm just trying to get my money. You know what I mean? Then you'd yeah. be like, "All right." I mean, like, <laughs> what do I say to that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah like you're right. Like, I, I, but it's I, because I think my main problems with the movie is pretty much what you said, John. Is like, it, it's supposed to be a feel-good movie, but it, it's at the expense of the stories and experiences of uh, disabled people in America when we like we're struggling. And and literally dying because of lack of healthcare and income, right. you know. And this movie just glorifies how much money this guy has. Right. And 
You know, it's, I, I can't walk past that. Yeah. You know, like... like oh, totally. What, like, what do I... Um, this disabled activist, uh, Carrie Ann Lucas, I really encourage everyone uh, to look up her work early, earlier this year. She got sick, and uh, United Healthcare denied her a $2,000 antibiotic. And she died because of it. And this guy, you know, is like buying art pieces for $80,000 because he can't get over his dead wife. Um, and, and, you know, it's just frustrating because if you want to tell that story, fine. But you got to tell it with actual disabled people and how the story actually goes. Um, and John, if I may ask you, yeah, um, like just you know, since you've known me for you know, like almost 15 years now, um, like what were your takeaways from like the experiences of you know, like the two characters, like the personal care assistant and the disabled person? Um, well. I definitely noticed, like, because it's so it's so funny because it's so it's it is so different because Brian Cranston's character has so much money, and it's like the power. Even though, even though he's a person with disability and like is like phys, is like physically incapable of like doing things for himself, the way that our like society is set up is like if you have money you know you have a lot of power you know um and apart from kevin hart you know a couple of times being able to like you know call like make that phone call that the other person that uh oh to the to the girl that he was writing letters to or like break a thing you know what i mean like apart from like small things like that it's like you know, he doesn't really have any power, you know, so the, the power relationship is different in terms of the actual, like the bonding of friend. I mean, the thing that I related, the thing that I related to with like you and me or like, or me even viewing any relationship that you have with other people is like, you know, you become friends with people who are not looking at you like, Oh, this is, some sort of charity case and I need to like talk about how precious you are or like what I'm doing for you, you know, cause when they had those first couple interviews, you know, you had those guys, what would that do? Like that dude was like, I will be your hands. I will be your feet. Yes. Yeah. Like, I like I will be an extension of you, you know? And he was just like trying to like say something like really like, moving and like inspirational and like Nicole Kidman was like oh I like that and like Brian Cranston's like F this dude yeah. you know because he's treating him like he's not there and like like you know a scene that really struck a, a, a really that felt very familiar to me Steve was like when they go out to just get hot dogs at like Grace Papaya and like oh, yeah. the dude was just like oh what does he want and he was like what are you, why are you talking to me like ask him he's not a you know what I mean? Because people, dude, that was my favorite scene of the whole movie. Yeah, because people yeah, always assume. Far. Yeah, it's like, it's like, yeah. dude, like this is a person. Like, you think because they're in a wheelchair, and then now all of a sudden they lose all of their agency. Like, even though you need to physically do something for them, they're still 
a human being with a mind who can speak a thing for themselves, <laughs> which is such a crazy. It's like it feels awful to even have to say that, but it's just yeah. like that's just how people are because people are uncomfortable. They just you just see it like you know and. And I, there's a part of me that like I don't even I don't blame people because it's like it's just what happens when you're not around. If you live a life, it's just like blackness, really, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you live a life and you're not around people who are black, you live a life you're not around people with disabilities. You see somebody and you don't know what to do. You start to feel uncomfortable. You start to say dumb stuff or whatever. But that's just your lizard brain. You know what I mean? If you're able to just like breathe for a second, just be like, this is just another human being. I'm just going to talk to them. And then if I'm wrong, like Kevin Hart was when Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart didn't know when he first came in that he couldn't use his arm. So he was like, hey, can you sign this? And he was like, how am I going to sign it? I don't know, slowly, which is funny. Mm-hmm. But then he was just like, I can't use my arms. And he was like, okay, cool. Can she do it? Like, it was just like, <laughs> it wasn't a big deal. Like, yeah. it's just like, oh, you can't do, okay, great. Well, oh, here, feed me. Like, here's the food, you know. <laughs> like I that one that. scene when he was like, when he's feeding him and he doesn't know how to do it. And so he never, he's, he's never taken care of anybody's life before. That was a good lie. Have you ever taken care of anybody before? Yeah, me. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Yeah. yeah. So I, I love how, like, how much empathy Dell has. Yeah. Whereas Philip has like no empathy in this movie. It takes. Like, but it, also, I think because like, he, he's rich as well. Like when you hear the story about who he was, it wasn't like he was a good person. Not not like good person is like. He wasn't out caring for the for the right. sick. Like he was just a rich dude who became disabled by doing a very very rich insane thing. Right. And you he know? felt and he, and and he felt sorry for himself. And I and I get that. And like and they and they they showed it more because he lost his wife, right? His wife got cancer and passed away. I couldn't tell the timeline of this. He Could said you? he said she got he got hurt and then she passed away like a year or two later cuz he said uh, I remember one of his jokes was, "Yeah, isn't this a way to um, take your mind off of the the sea?" Is what he called it, something like the cancer, gotcha. or something like that. So right. I think this was definitely first. And and so that happened in real life. And that happened in real life. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it's, yeah, where he had he had his accident, and his wife died like three days later. Jeez. And and there was he said, um, and if you remember the the way he tells. Dell would have happened like, oh, I went out in a storm, but in his like flashbacks, it was sunny out. Right. Um, and that that was also true. Apparently, uh, for a while he lied about the accident, and then he finally admitted that uh, while he was handwriting, he got distracted uh, while thinking about a bunch of people that he recently laid off. Wow, and then what happened? Did he just like hit a tree, or like what? What happened? I didn't really find out. I I'm assuming either that or he didn't. Uh, I guess he, he didn't have like the right angle. Uh, I just kind of spiraled out of control and then crashed. Fuck! Right, that's crazy. That's so crazy. And I, I look, I I of course have sympathy for him because he's a human being but here's the thing that is a troubling trend and and it's good to point out which is generally it takes a white man a straight white man or just a white man and usually a rich white man for people to start caring about a certain issue right 
I think this is very true for LGBTQ like issues. I've heard at least people that I know talk about like, hey, it wasn't until white men started pushing and like and like white men started dying from AIDS that people started to care because it was in you know what I mean it was like when that started to happen then it was like great let's make the movie Philadelphia let's you know what I mean like let's push these people to the forefront because like it's happening to our white men Uh, how many awards Caitlyn Jenner has won well I was was gonna bring her up too like Like, how many awards yeah like and it, it's a, not like a, there weren't trans people before Caitlyn it, Jenner. And it wasn't like Caitlyn Jenner went out and did anything for other trans rights. Right. She yeah. just existed. And right. I was like, yo, do you know who's been out here fighting? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've been thinking about this a lot mm-hmm. lately, about not how political. I hear about uh, more gay male stories than I hear about lesbian stories. You know, like, like it's just such a... It... Bro, the amount of women of color, trans people, who have died, literally... Yo... <laughs> This is insane. The amount of women that have died within the last year that has not been talked about is so insane and people continue not to talk about it. I'm telling you, and I'm not saying I want this to happen, but I do think this is when more notoriety will come on to some of these trans deaths if these start being white trans people. Whereas like these these trans women, no, no one, bruh, let me bring up the stat. It is so high that I'm like, the fact that it is not on every news publication and talked about so often is almost disrespectful to in a way that's like, oh, you just don't like brown people, period. And now that you added something else on top of this normal brown person, like, you really don't give a fuck. Well, it's true. And I think what happens is it's like, for whatever reason, people don't, it takes it to happen to a white, like a white man for them to be like, oh, like this could happen to me yeah or you know what i mean like oh no, and like and then the empathy starts to pour in and you're like whoof like so it's like it is kind of like it's like yes i feel bad for this movie, but also just, you're like dude there are people who are just born with disability and mm-hmm. like you and yes you you experienced it and then like and then you become this and then you have to live with people treating you a different way or feeling sorry for you or like or not paying attention to you or, or or not speaking to you, like all this stuff. But it didn't, it's not like, and I don't know if this is true of the real person, but we didn't get the, this in the story at all. It's not like this man was like, holy crap, like I need to, there's this whole community that I yeah. neglected my entire life that I'm now a part of and it's terrible and like I want to do something for that. It's not, it's like he's feeling sorry for himself kind of a whole movie. <laughs> You know, <laughs> and I've been thinking yeah. about this since since Steve said it earlier about about or just a little bit ago about how the character had no empathy. It's like the setting setting this in the states and having him be as rich as he is, and then having him experience what he experienced, and then having him for the entire movie only care about himself and what's going on with him, and not think about the disabled community at large. Is like it's like he could. You know, that's a Thursday. Just give some money. You know what I mean? And he and there's 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 I know none of that, that was this great scene where Dell where Dell was like I know now it's funny because Dell like Dell had like some selfishness in himself too. Yeah. Right. And he was just like, Well, you could have just given that money to me. Like, you know what I could do with that money? <laughs> yeah. And like we have the whole thing with the businesses and stuff, and that's it's fun, it's funny. But again, if you look at the actual like con if you start to break down, and the reason why we're doing this, by the way, is not to ruin movies, it's just like this is what happens. Like you consume this stuff and you kind of don't think about it. It's great and that's fun. There are the good stuff that we could talk about, like like we have with some of the relationships. But then there's also the stuff that you unconsciously consume and then 
think is okay or think that's the way the world is because you're not actually like looking at it, which is like that this dude could do a lot of stuff with his money. You know what I mean? He doesn't have to buy an $80,000 painting. Like he doesn't have to live that way anymore. He could be much more generous with the money that he's earned or do or make an impact in other people's lives and themselves. And then instead of just feeling bad for himself, pushing everybody away, which again, I get the plight of, but I mean, I guess the one fun, like the thing about the friendship that I think people like and are drawn to in this movie is that, and that he was drawn to Dell, you know, or that who the, the, the guy in real life was just like, he was, wasn't afraid to be like, you're a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like you can also still be a jerk. You know, like, oh, boo hoo you. I'm sorry that I'm not feeling sorry for you. Getting yeah. going to your penthouse, having a bunch of friends who love you and throw you a surprise birthday party and give you expensive gifts. Like yeah. Yeah. I don't like what do you want? But like, I think that's the uh, thing that but I think that is the thing that became that was frustrating about it for me because there is the trope in in American cinema, at least, that it's like, oh, the 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 fast talking black dude from the streets with a heart of gold. You know what I mean? Like, it well, was like yeah. it got it. There were times where I definitely was seduced by it, and then I and I also understand the um the connection to whatever the source is, right? Like they did have different backgrounds and and what have you. So like there is going to be just cultural things that become interesting about the the two people. Right. But it it like was annoying <laughs> that like he would like he's like, you can use your mouth. He's like, so can you like that was like annoying. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, this whole movie was hard. Uh. I, I did. Find, again, I did like the relationship between the two of them. But the thing that's so interesting is especially thinking about this money. Right. The money is such a big deal where it's like, for instance, you know, he doesn't listen to the podcast. So I can tell it. But my stepfather was a person who was able bodied who. Um, lost his ability to to walk and things of that nature like in his late 30s and so even thinking about like Phil in this movie it's like oh you're a person who had these abilities and now they're gone like there is a certain I remember growing up there was a certain level of like anger that I always saw like from my stepdad I remember he was super nice and then at one point like he had lost his job and he couldn't do the simple things he needed to get the job somewhere else you know what I mean became a sub and, you know, kids ain't shit. So, like, you know, I would get a lot of fights about, like, you know, my stepdad being a sub at schools. Uh, and thinking about Phil, it's like his only issue that he had in this movie was that he couldn't do the extreme shit he wanted to before. Yeah, like like, like Steve was saying, there was no, finan- no financial worry. You know what I mean? There was no other worry outside of that very, very financial one, which is like, there is something about watching a man in particular who can physically not do the things that society considers manlike anymore? Mm-hmm. Like there, and the thing is, to me, it'd be different if this movie touched on that. If this movie was like, "Oh man, it sucks. I can't. I don't know. Go just on a run. It sucks. I can't do this. It sucks. I can't go. If you and your friends like play basketball, that is something where again, I saw the effects of that. If it's like, you know, you got a niece. Like if they go to the baseball stadium, he can't throw a ball with like Dale's kid. Like if we're talking about that kind of shit, like I've seen that. But if you're talking about money, it's like bruh like we can't base our whole sadness just on this money situation you know what i mean because there's niggas every day with no money you know we can still figure it out and then even when you talk about dale james it's so interesting where it's like this is definitely a very subdued character for kevin hart he still has jokes but also it's the thing of like 
there are people from the hood who understand what quote unquote higher society is like. So you're not telling me this dude, Dale, who has went to prison, is going to come into this white dude's house on like, was it Fifth Avenue or Park Avenue and act a certain kind of way, especially if he needs the job. So every yeah. time he starts doing like real, real black shit, I'm like, this isn't real because he knows where he's at. There's no, there is all of us right here. Mm-hmm. All one of us knows if we go in certain rooms, how we're supposed to act in that room. We know how quote unquote black we can be in that room. We know how we should speak in that room. So you're telling me Dale, a guy who needs this job, a guy who's trying to get back with his kids is going to be in some of these scenarios being like hit, hit literally well, hitting on the doctor being like off first of a oh, first even after meeting. He gets hired. After he gets hired. It's like he doesn't, it's hard because he doesn't attempt to adapt. And I'm not saying he has to lose who he is, but I'm like there is a thing of like how important this job is to you when yeah. he's at the, the Like recital. it's almost like he has no, he, he, he never understands where he is. But he does. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, he, he does because he, he will, does. He will say he's... words, but then he won't even, at least at first, it's like, I understand we got to see where the movie goes, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's just something that's so disheartening. It was like, when he goes back to the hood, you, he clearly knows where he's, where he's from, where he's trying to get away from. But to see him in this higher place, it would have been funnier to me to see more situations like with the catheter, like him trying to do right but struggling versus him just yeah. being a quote unquote hood well, character for I no think... reason. I don't know if I would describe him as hood. I I think it was more he was a person who had also given up on life, right? Like the like what this film is trying to do is bring together two people who kind of like had given up in a certain mm-hmm. kind of way. Yeah, you have Bri- you have Brian Cranston's character who's just like I hate ev- I hate life, whatever. Like I don't care about any of these people. You know he you know has the do not resuscitate policy that he yells at Nicole Kidman for because apparently I guess she resuscitated him did some extraordinary measure because he kind of wants to die the real person did try to like kill himself like with an oxygen tube i read i don't know how he how he was able but um and then yeah but that's another really bad trope what's that that he would rather be he would rather be dead than disabled well i think Uh, they're basing that off of the real dude which which i which makes it I, i i i agree with you steve like that is a bad trope in movies i think it's different or i would assume i shouldn't say like but i would assume it's different for people who lived most of their life like with the ability and then and then the psychological toll that takes on somebody to like have something that they had be taken away from them and they and you know now that part that those people in that state probably aren't thinking about the fact that there are other people who live with disabilities their whole lives right you know what i mean but i do but it, it makes sense to me that there would be somebody who would like Especially a person who was a rich, like he essentially had it all. Like he had he everything. He had everything that you could ever want in life. And then his wife died. Like he's, you know, he becomes a quadriplegic and his wife dies. It like it makes sense that, that dude would be like right. somewhat suicidal, especially that, since he was already self-centered. Like like Steve was saying, that points to another. Like that points to an issue with the telling of even just the telling of this story. Right? That these yeah. are the only stories that are told <laughs> right. of these kinds of people who like have it taken away from them in some degree. Right. Yeah. yeah. Instead of a per- yeah, no, I instead agree. Instead of acknowledging the like, you know, or just choosing to tell a different story. To tell a different story, like don't tell this guy's story. But that's what I. Well, I, anyway, I just to get back to the character. I, I do think it was like there was a nice character arc for both of them. Right. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that. Because he wasn't even, I don't even know if he was like hard of gold. Like I actually think he, they were trying to portray that he didn't really have a heart of gold. Like he, he, he wasn't a bad Del, dude. Right? 
Yeah, yeah. he wasn't yeah. a bad dude, but he was just kind of like lazy and not and like very like cap like he's in trouble. He, man. he steals the trouble. he steals the book on the first. Yeah, day. he steal. Yeah. You yeah. know, he yeah. like and but and not only that, but like when he went to his PO, like like she was like you have to get these signatures. What do you do? Like, and he's just like, I mean, come on. Like what? Like nobody's going to hire me, but he like, he had a, he had a defeatist attitude, which understandable again, knowing the plight of black men in America, especially <laughs> knowing, incarcerated how, one. Know, knowing how hard yeah. it really is to get a job. You know what I mean? It's, it's not a character fault with it flaw within him, but these movies make it. That's what happens. This is that, he was down on himself. Brian Cranston's character was down on himself. By him getting some money, there was like an exchange that they were like, oh, Brian Cranston's like, oh, I like this dude because he just says whatever. And maybe the back of his mind was also like, maybe he'll mess up and kill me. And yeah, be great. That, I, I felt that. Which is true, right? Yeah. He's like, so yeah. the, he's like, maybe he'll mess up and kill me. So I'll just hire this dude who's not qualified. And and Kevin Hart at first was like, I don't want to be your servant or whatever. And then he was like, man, let me just get this money. Like if I get, you know, let me, all right, I'll get this money and like maybe that'll help me out. But he kind of like didn't want to do it. Brian Cranston didn't actually want, you know what I mean? But then they like, this friendship starts to form and they realize like, oh, this is actually helping me out. This is helping Mm -hmm. Kevin Hart out. And then they start to change. And so, you know, and I think, Kevin Hart even realizes it pretty early on with the strikes. You know, you have like one strike, two strike, and he's like, man, that's not a strike. And he's yelling about it, but he's really doing it because he's like, oh, wait, no, actually, it, it's really good for me to keep this job. This could turn my life around in a way that nothing else could, you know. And he starts to have hope. And of course, and this is what happens uh, when people have hope, then they start to be able to do things that they weren't doing before because they think it matters now. There's yeah. a chance. This is why people don't talk about this enough. It's like one of the reasons that and people criticize black people for like living in a certain kind of way or you criticize people living with disabilities for living a certain kind of way and be like, oh, well, they're not trying. They're not working hard. It's like, no, yes, they are. But the thing is, they're living without hope because they see people who work really hard or try to do something, try to make money or whatever, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't happen. They still get put in jail anyway. They still have like people that they know shot and killed. They're still living around. Like it's like when you when you crush people's hopes, yep. then they start to not dream. They start to not think. They don't. They don't try to do anything better because they're just like, what's the point? Like this life yeah. is awful. Look, right? I hate to praise this movie right now, <laughs> but in 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 don't book do it. In, <laughs> don't oh no, do it's it. totally different movie. Totally different movie. But in Book of Eli. <laughs> Oh, I love the, the, the tool. That. I like that movie. The, I it know. Is good. It's I, a good I, movie. I recently rewatched it and I was like, man, this movie's pretty good. It's a good um, movie. Right. But the tool that they're trying to, they're using the Bible, yeah. but to to control people's to control hope. People's hope right. But the thing is, but that, specifically but that, hope. But that like, has right. happened so much. Like, you think about it, like back in the day, uh, what, what a lot of slavers would do, they would teach the one quote unquote educated slave about the Bible. That slave would go around to a bunch of. I mean, Nat Turner, like you know, say like he went. The, the reason they knew people needed was, hope, they took their hope and they put it in the afterlife only. They're like, just do, yeah. uh, do. If you are subservient here, you'll be good there. So put your hope there and not here at all. Because I'm gonna tell you, it's so funny being an adult now, which I I, I want to say I've, I've evolved from this and I'm trying to get there. But one of the things me and my friends said growing up is that it's so bad. We're like, anytime someone would get excited, 
our exact words would be like, oh, you got hope, nigga? <laughs> like, what you got this hope for? Like, what you, like, you know what that does. So you like, we said it all the dog. Like, and I'm thinking about it right now, and I've never said it out loud, but that was the thing that we said every time someone would get happy about something. Like, oh, man, you about to do it, nigga. Hey, yo, my man got hope out this jump. We said it so much wow. because you live in a world where it's like, for instance, like me and my mom, it. we grew up in like a one bedroom apartment. It was two of us or whatever. And I remember like how she treated the rest of the world and how the rest of the world treated her. Like single mom, had two jobs. You know what I'm saying? One was a good job, you know, working at a hospital, but still no one expected shit. You know what I'm saying? And I like the mere fact you had a bunch of kids being like, oh, you got hope? And that's a bad thing? Right. Bruh, I, I put it up on this podcast. Anytime I would go to like Harlem and talk about those schools, I got in that fight with that dude because he kept telling those kids to be average. Yeah, yeah. The be- you don't say that shit to kids like in the suburbs. Well, so the the idea is like, oh, be pragmatic, be practical. If you don't put your if you don't set your sights too high, you'll you won't fail, you won't hurt yourself. And that's the thing is like, usually that comes from people who tried to do something and it didn't happen, and then they feel bitter and angry or cynical. And about legit the world. wishes somebody would have told that to him. You know, like I wish people pe- like the, the feeling is. We're giving kids too much hope. We're telling them that they can do I anything. I it's messed and up. And they actually can And the reality is they, they will not, not everyone, not everyone will, will do anything. Yeah. So it's like. But it's <laughs> the thing also, is if you, bl- if you blanket it on everybody, then nobody will. Yeah. You yeah. know, so, and the thing is like, the other thing is, and this was a good, like, again, I, I do think this movie was well made in terms of like the story that I was trying to tell. Uh, with the with Lily, right? That's the girl he was mm-hmm. writing to, right? Mm-hmm. So what's it? So Lily was a thing that had he had he had a little bit of hope about, but he like every now like you know when he first sees it, he's throwing the weight the has her Nicole Kidman throw the letter away because he didn't want to look at it. He doesn't want to look at the hope. But then when Kevin Hart finds out about it, he increases his hope by calling for you know calling her. Brian Cranston starts to speak to him to her on the phone, and then like and now he's like, oh shoot. It's a possibility that I could have another love. Like, I didn't think that was possible. I lost the love of my life. I am, you know, uh, I can no longer move other than this we- motorized wheelchair with my head. This is all the movement I have. Nobody's going to want to take care of me. And I, Steve, I, I definitely want you to talk about this, too. With just, just this kind of like... Well, I'd love to talk about it, John. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, so, like, you have that. You have that ho- hope. And then... In the one scene when they meet and she starts to freak out a little bit, you know, and he notices her freaking out. And then almost immediately, though, she was just like, first, she's just first. She's just like, oh, it is not what I expected. You know, it's a, it's a lot. It's a little overwhelming. Maybe I shouldn't have sent that dude away. And then he is feeling the rejection of this, which is why he never wanted to call her in the first place or meet up with her, mm-hmm. because now he feels like his hope is lost. And he gets so mad. And Kevin Hart's like, dude. People get rejected all the time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yes, it sucks and it hurts. But the thing is, and this is true for love, and this is like maybe a very romantic thing to say, but like, you need to get hurt. You need to put yourself out there and be vulnerable. You need to have that uh, hope. You did. Fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck that. If you uh, want that, to, too, you fuck need, that. You, fuck that. You do. No, you I need to. No. If you no. want to it's experience like that joy, hey, 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 you got y'all it. Too, y'all two married uh, motherfuckers know. But it's no, like with anything. No. It, but it, it really is like with anything. You, <laughs> no. you, in order to get good at the thing, 
you have to go out and experience no. and you have to failure. be okay to fail no. yeah no you you just do and then it may it, it may it makes you understand the what it is that you want it really i mean it no <laughs> i am not it makes I, you understand I, I what makes not, you better for you, next listen, time you may be right but i will not give all you right, this right all now right, all i right. will nope. not give you this steve nope thank you steve hell yeah. no um <laughs> Nope. Steve says no, but he did it himself. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, I would just say that um, Dell is the real protagonist of this movie. Right. True. Yes. Like, like, I rooted for him like the whole movie. Um, yeah, that, that date scene, oof, that bothered me. Um, because, like, again, it's the whole... Uh, total lack of empathy. Because you have this woman who is being honest with him. Right. Like, she's telling him, yeah, like, I'm a little spooked. Yeah, it's a little overwhelming. And, like, okay, so just, like, you know, comfort her. Keep her at ease. Exactly. But instead, instead, because she's like, ah, that's it. I'm out. And that just falls... Uh, you know, into another bad trope of uh, disabled people are incapable of love. And that was basically the whole theme of that really shitty movie, uh, Me Before You, where the guy becomes paralyzed uh, after being hit by a bus. Uh, he falls in love with his caretaker, uh, Daenerys Targaryen. <laughs> And, and, really he to, and he wants to kill himself because uh, he feels like a burden to her. And, you know, it's not the same here, but, like, here you have this woman who is being vulnerable. You know, she's in a situation where she clearly has never been in before. And she even talked about um, her therapist. Right. So you have this woman who is clearly working on herself, and she wants this to work. Um, and then you have this guy who uh, he clearly needs therapy. Yep. You know to get over his disability and his dead wife. Um, but it's too much of a rich asshole to admit it. Um, and then just you know, and then feels sorry for himself and pushes everyone away. Yeah, I and that scene was so like it was tough and the thing is you look at him and again I'm just like I don't know if the movie was trying to paint her in a bad light. I don't think it was, but like it was a little the thing that I didn't like in that scene was at the end she said like maybe we can be friends and I was like, "Whoa, come on." She literally just said that she'd been she's been studying about this, she talked about it in therapy. She was like, and then she was being honest, just like Steve said, like, she was like, yeah, it's overwhelming, but that's, I'm just telling you the truth. Like, it feels overwhelming, but like, you know, that's, she literally, first she said, like, we should have maybe started slow. Like, I try to take on too much as once, which is a very reasonable thing to say. It's like, yeah, "Yeah, like, I, I want this to work. This feels good. We obviously have a connection, but like, let's take it a little bit slowly and like he feels hurt by it so he starts to shut down because he's emotionally he's just like he can't be that vulnerable so he doesn't want to be so he just shuts it no, down that, he's like, that whole storyline that whole story that whole plot line was just 
so dumb and should have been done so differently. Um, you know, because it's talked about for like a total of 10 minutes before that. Um, you bring in this big name actress for what, like a seven minute scene? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and they write her horribly. And like you said, whether it was their intention or not, uh, they made her out to be the bad guy. Yeah, I it was weird because that my thing the thing that I felt like maybe was because she said then she was like well maybe we can just be friends which that is part what, I hate it. then she was like then he was out of there like oh yeah I, and then and that did and then I was like wait also we didn't even talk about the fact that he didn't like sh- the only reason she knew and was prepared was because she looked him up online he didn't even tell her which. I don't that was like a thing that was just like do and the reason you didn't tell her the reason you didn't tell her wasn't because you were trying to test it it was like it's because you were afraid like it was your fear you know what I mean like I don't know he he, he wasn't and like again like yeah he was just trying but I guess there's a world where he surprises her with that right like in, in, in his mind going into this that that we've been we've been talking i haven't told you about this and but I, because i am scared of that but she comes in like i i know i've 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 read i've i've, I've, yeah, I've looked this up i don't know they start on they start on I don't know, I guess not on the same yeah. page. Or Wait, not on see, the lesson is you guys having peep is, is that you shouldn't be out here going on dates. You know what I'm saying? That's the Cause, lesson? Because the, the date because the date is the problem in no. the first place. You know what I'm saying? You're not supposed to be got out here going on dates oh my God. with random people because dating is bad. That's, that's what they're trying to tell y'all. That's dating I, is I bad. Say, I was like, this woman, this woman drove from Buffalo oh, yeah, to New York City. True. You know how long of a drive that is? Yeah. yeah it's eight hour drive. That's long. Yeah, that's a long that's drive. That's insane. Oh, and but, they met for what, yeah. like lunch? All right, so this woman probably left her house at like five or six in the morning. And he opens up and is at her most brutally vulnerable. And this asshole tells her to get lost. Yeah. Uh, no. That's so real. Well, yeah, because, like, you felt, Steve, like, did you feel when you first started, like, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go on dating apps and try to get some dates. Like, did you feel this vulnerability that, like, Brian Cranston felt, like, his character felt, like, oh, I don't, I'm afraid of being rejected or what if, you know, ha- are those real thoughts that go through your mind? They're they're real, but like not in that way. Right. If that makes any sense, like like it took me a while to figure out like that those fears were only holding me back. You know, yeah. and like that really, like like those fears were only obvious to me and not the other person. You know, like. Like, I've always told people, like, if, and this is something you can't handle, I can't hold that against you because mm-hmm. it's clearly not for everybody. Right. That makes sense. You know, because like, I've seen what my parents and my friends have gone through. 
So for someone to just, you know, out of nowhere come into my life, like to take that on is a huge responsibility. Right. And, and obviously if I had as much money as he did, it would be a lot easier. Right. But I don't. So, you know, like to take that on is huge. But again, to have someone like her to be as open and honest about it all, like that's something that like people with disabilities just like ask for the most. You know, is that we don't want you to lie or hide to uh, to hide your feelings, but be honest. Yeah. You know, because like uh, you know, like yeah, obviously it might hurt, but again, everyone goes through rejection. You know, so we we got to know what you're thinking. Right, exactly. Yeah, man, that stuff. Yeah, that scene was weird. And then he goes into down a spiral, fires Dell. Dell uses that fifty k to buy his family a house, which okay, which is nice, which is great. But whatever happened with that? Because I feel like once it's a weird story. He got like, him in the house. Did he ever come back to the? house? Did we ever? We see don't know. We don't know. We don't know. I think the assumption it feels at least to me that the assumption is that like yeah. he's still around, he's still in their their lives, and it's tough. That's like we don't for I, honestly as well as I think Kevin Hart did in the roles and and the woman who played the mother and that kid, the his son. Like I thought the acting was 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 really good, and we do see some scenes, but we don't really know too much about. Mm-hmm. What happened? Like, yeah. how long was he got? It seems like he was gone the entire time. Like, was that all in jail? Was it? Mm-hmm. Was it like some in jail and some, or like before the jail, he just wasn't around? You know, like how? Like, it said that he hadn't paid child support in a while. Like, was that because he didn't have money or because, uh, he just wasn't doing it? Like, I don't. It, it's hard to tell. Like just how bad of a husband and father he was being and also how much how over or not over the wife was because she like um who's she's the woman from uh from uh, uh how to get away with murder how to get away with murder uh, um also from that turn wasn't she she was the wife and um oh true Oh, that turned okay. his wife. Forgot her name. But uh, yeah, I was gonna say. Oh yeah, the birth, birth of a nation. Yeah. Yes, birth of a nation. Death. Uh, but yeah, it was like she says thank you, but I was like, I couldn't tell if it was like she was just waiting for him to get his life together, or mm-hmm. if it was like sometimes they're sometimes they're not. Sometimes people are like, this is over. And also, I would love you to be a great person and be the father to be in your yeah. son's life, but we are done. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't tell yeah, yeah, exactly. what it, what that was. Yeah. It was a little tough. So. Well, no, because didn't didn't uh didn't she give him some conditions? What? No, I don't think she did anymore. I think at the beginning, like I think he thought there was gonna be a condition of like how he could stay in the house, but she was like, "Look what you did for us. Look at the house you have us staying in. Look at the sun. Like we're done. Like I thought. I yeah. Right. I thought no, it was after like, that. Oh, after. But remember, but the, the scene where uh, where he pulls up in the Porsche. And oh. she's like coming out of someplace with her friends. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, if, like, if you get a job, uh, keep it and make some money, like, and then we'll start talking. I don't even remember. I just know, I remember her being like, I hope you can keep it or something. I do remember her saying like, I hope you can and, keep it. Like, I hope you can keep it. But I don't remember. 
but but that's also when he was asking about the the book, right? Yeah. And she was like, "Wow, you stole." A <laughs> I love yeah. how they were all mad that he like stole a book, and it, and like I get it, he stole something, but I was like, "Yo, it's a book, like <laughs> come on, yo, it's like a, chill, like it's the, book first, is, the, the book is the book is first hug. edition. It's okay, but edition. he didn't know that. It's a gift. It oh, yeah, in a, and it's they a didn't collection. know that either. He still yeah. stole it though. I know, but it's like Huckleberry Finn, like bro, we all steal books. Like if you're we like all oh, steal books, it's true. You ask your friend I, to borrow something, you never give it back. That's stealing. It's the same thing. Like give give me a break. It was Huckleberry Finn. He's never gonna read that freaking book." I mean, you ain't he's, wrong. Uh, he's well, like, he's not gonna read it. Like, come on, like, give me a break. Like, yo. but he's not gonna, he's not gonna read the book because he can't hold it up anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Oh no! Yes! Yes! Wow, Steve. You know what? I hope Dell steals all of his books. I know. <laughs> no. Uh, no. They didn't. They never noticed it. They never noticed it, which means it didn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. I'm sorry. If you never notice something that somebody stole, you never notice it until they told you I stole it. Then it didn't matter to you. I mean, it wrong. just didn't. We're not talking about him stealing a laptop or like a. You know what I mean? Like it's not like he stole a phone. Like my man stole a freaking book, Huckleberry Finn, bro. <laughs> I'm so mad about this. And they like treated him like well, he's the worst father in the. <laughs> I was just like. <laughs> Oh, you stole a book, Dad? It was like, get the, get out of here. Come on, man. He stole, Bray. All right. What is he teaching his son? It was the first day. It was Yo, the people first steal. Day. It's like, it's like when he somebody gave, steals computer he, paper or toilet paper from their freaking job, but bro. But then he gave it to his son as a gift. Like, he ain't even. Which is, what, honestly, I was touched by that. No. I truly, uh, I'm not even joking. I'm not even no, joking. I love that. I, I was like, that. when he gave, I was like, that. What a nice thing this dude did. No. He got his son. Yes. He it's he could have stole yeah. anything. He, he could have stole something oh, for himself. Okay, all right. My man went in there. He was I, looking I, at I these books. That. He was like, oh. He saw Huckleberry Finn. He was like, I know my son is smart. I know. He was like, I I don't have that much knowledge, but I know Huckleberry Finn is supposed okay. to be a good. This is a Mark Twain so book. In a world where yeah. he was definitely going to steal something in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At least it was a book for his son. I mean, yeah, man. He ain't got that. no money. What is he going to do? He can't buy that book. That was, that was real life. Come on, oh my dude. God. That, you know, that was real life. He stole uh, it from some rich billionaire who doesn't need anything. All right. That's, I, I mean, mean you know, right. it's, it's the equivalent of, of of steal of like when you go and you get yourself a free refill, even though you know you're supposed to pay for that refill. That's the that's what it was, man. It's that, when you're working at a job wait, and you wait, take wait, it's when you wait, at the wait, it's when you at, it's when you that's, at that's the, the bank same. and you you use the pen and then you take that and pen and you're like, oh snap! Let me just later, take this later, pen. You're writing with a pen. You're like, where'd I get this pen? And you realize you stole. I stole that pen. Wait, wait, wait. It's when you take a bunch of envelopes. You at a job and you like, I need envelopes instead of me going. To Staples and buying them, I'ma just buy a bunch uh, of. It's, no, it's, no. it's like when it is not a prize pen. It's like no, when you're at this book. McDonald's and you get like too many ketchup packets. No. You're like, oh snap! No, no, use no. This extra no three those ketchup, ketchup packets. Wait, wait, hold on. Those ketchup packets. There ain't those no limit. There ain't no limit to ketchup packets. <laughs> there are limits to the ketchup. First off, no, all they, y'all they, are wrong. It, they put a sign that says something, but they don't no. say you can't take a bunch of ketchup. <laughs> off, this book is protected. This book is like off to the side in a room he shouldn't be in. Like it's in a room itself. he shouldn't be in, yeah. To, to a place to itself. It is not out for you to it's take a, a dusty, couple. Dusty library. Like, like if you go to the if you go, if you go to work, you see pens, you can take a couple pens. Because the pens are out for everyone to use. Nah, These books were not out for out consumption for work of the masses. Purposes, not for you to take home. <laughs> but my thing is, and it for worked, personal but they use. were not out 
for him, period. Nah, they weren't out for him. This book I'm wasn't not saying him. that he didn't steal. I'm saying the level of stealing is yeah. not that bad. No, uh, that's all I'm no, saying. No, okay, okay. This, this is if you work at a shoe store, you're in there for a job interview, and they're like, oh, man, this box of jewelry. Nah, is no, it, is, it, is, no, it is. It is. You, it no. is. You have to interview in the back room. Oh, Everybody know. ain't in yeah. the back. Everybody ain't in the back, but the people who work there in the back uh-huh. can see it. You're yeah. like, oh, snap. This is in the size of my son. You know what? They won't miss these shoes. I'm going to take these with me. It does That's feel more like that you than have, any of the shoes we No, here's why it's not like that. a little bit more like that than the stuff no, we... here's what it is like. <laughs> okay, okay, If you're okay. working for the shoe... Because, here's my thing. He didn't get the job he yet. He didn't have the job yet. He had a job yet. Yeah. I know he didn't have the he job. He had a job yet, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> but the dude is a billionaire. <laughs> no, Frank. Foot Lock is a corporation. Oh, yeah, yeah no, but it's no, franchises no. too, though. Foot Lock is a corporation. They make a lot of money. They make a lot of money, I know, but the manager going to get in trouble for that, though. What? Nobody's getting in trouble for that book being stolen. He, okay, all right, I'm back on Bray's side. <laughs> you know who will get in trouble is who else wants Wait, to make by sure. By the way, though, huh? by the way, at all retail stores, they say if you catch somebody stealing, just let them go. Oh, they I tell used, you not to do anything. Oh, I used about to work it. in retail. Wait, if you make what? it outside the, if you make it outside the actual, you're not shop, supposed to follow them. They got it. Wait, why? Because, because they, they, they want you legally, you can't get hurt. They, yes, you can't, you can't do anything because you're not law you're enforcement. Not, but uh, also. Okay. Also, it's too much trouble for them to actually try to police people from stopping stealing. They they account for it in their court in their like mm-hmm. earnings. They yeah. know, right, Steve? About you to go on a spree, right? They were. Yeah, yeah, no, the Atlanta that's episode what, uh, at Apple. You know, they tell even uh, even the Say security guard not to do anything because people steal Apple short. products from Apple stores. Yo, did you like, see that? that, that a, like to to put like retail into perspective. Um, if if the Fifth Avenue Apple Store was its own uh white corporation, it would still be in the Forbes top five hundred list. Well, you can like, still have a laptop. You can't. You're not allowed. It's not. It's not. No, you just said it. No, you're allowed yeah, to steal right. out of Apple. No, no. I'm saying no, if no, you do, they don't do you. anything about. You it. said I'm allowed no, to steal yeah, out of Apple. I feel like I'm allowed to steal. I, I mean, you can like still get caught. Yeah, go oh. ahead. Listen, I need a laptop. My laptop is 10 years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I said hey, I'm going to sell mine. You want it? Wait, say that again? He's selling his. Hey, we're going to talk off. We're going to talk off. All right. Off. Okay. All Anything right, else we need to say about this movie? Um, yeah, it's I, horrible. It sucks. I, I like that they end <laughs> as friends. And we get that little word at the end. It's like they're still friends to this day. Okay. <laughs> he, took him, he, took him, he took him paragliding again. <laughs> He did, which was like a war moment. You know, man, listen, man. That was cool. It sucks because then. And then are we supposed to believe that Nicole Kidman is going to date? Are they going to date now? I, I couldn't tell what the was hell it, was happening was it, with that. Didn't that doesn't, isn't that what it felt like? Yeah, I couldn't tell I what got, that I got that vibe. I got that vibe. I got that vibe. Like Nicole Kidman was like, no, I do actually like you. And Kevin Hart was right the whole time. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there are certain things now that I will say I would love to do oh, no, with my stepdad if I had money. Oh, no, but she's divorced. She was divorced, though. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I like the parasail, I mean, the paragliding scene. I thought that was cool. I like, I don't know. It just felt like it, it was a nice little positive end. This is my thing. Okay, I've been watching actors on acting a lot recently, right? And Robert Pattinson said something that I think is so smart. And I'm uh, I'm trying to rework it to my own words. He's like, the only time people talk about method acting is if they're becoming assholes. No one is a method actor for like a good person. No one's like, oh, I'm really nice today because 
I'm deep in character, you know? Wow. Like, and he's like, the only people talk about is when they're being dicks. And I was like, it's something about that where it's like, wow. the reviews for this movie are like, oh, That's it's so too real. positive. And again, St- Steve's points are great because it's coming from his perspective. But when it comes to people who are able-bodied, like, oh, it's too happy. I'm like, why? So? Like, my thing is like, the world is fucked. Like, seriously. It's a fucked place every single day. Why can I not go watch a movie that is corny, that is super sappy, that is fucking happy, that when you leave the movie, you feel happy instead of feeling like shit? Because the thing is, I probably came to this movie because my outside life was shit. And it's something that's so weird to me about why people attract negative things so much, where it's like, why don't you want to see happiness? I mean, at least if you're not happy, it yeah, gives you something to aspire so to. Yeah. yeah, like what the, the Joker's popular for what fucking reason, dog? It's not that, listen, Joaquin Phoenix is a fine actor, but like it's not that it's fucking directed. Like the shit ain't fuck, whatever. It's just, it's just <laughs> something that's so extreme to me that I just don't understand where like people have such an aversion to joy that it bothers me. It's like they yeah. can critique it, but if it's something mm. so messed up, so bad, it could be about a serial killer who's killed 20 something people and it's like, yo, this shit's great, it's crazy. But it's like, who gives a fuck? There's sadness every day. It's harder to be happy. It's harder It's harder to go tell somebody you don't know, hey, how was your day? You look great. You seem like a really nice person. That's just harder than being like, oh, get the fuck out of my way. Whatever. I'm just saying. I've, I've been thinking about that a lot recently about that the method, method acting, acting thing. Shit. Just, I'm still, yeah, I'm that, still. That blew my mind. That did blow it. my mind. Because it's like, yeah, who, who's going to be, yeah, who, who plays somebody who's like, yeah, I, I method acted for this. I, you know, I went and. I sold everything that I had. To, yeah, to charity. <laughs> to charity. Yeah. Like this, I like. I went to go teach in a school I, for free. Yeah. Like no one does that shit. It's like, oh no, fucking! I went and sent yeah, dead rats to my cast. Yeah. Fuck you, dude. Beef. <laughs> Ugh. Also, no knows, how does that help him? How? So you can be a dick. My thing is, I'm supposed to be. I'm gonna be a method actor for like a, a, a serial killer or some shit. For for someone who assaults people, like that's what I want to get in depth with. Why can't I be in depth with a person who's like? Oh, this person literally went to a bunch of schools and just worked for free to make kids feel good about themselves. Yeah, because you can you can sort of you can figure that out. You know, oh, right. Sort of Cause that's cause that's that. easy. Right. Here's what I was thinking about while I was watching the movie because this is crazy. Okay, I was thinking this right because it's like because this is a movie about these two people that are you know they're like pretty much you know not they're not on the exact same page at the beginning you know and they kind of have like their their ups and downs and their back and forth and they're you know and they struggle with each other and they're sort of like at odds with each other mm-hmm. but then by the end of the movie they realize that like you know what we're friends they're like they come together and i realize it's just like in gemini man because like at the beginning of gemini man you know <sighs> little will smith is like they like fighting they like they like they little like Will really Smith? why are we talking about this? <laughs> you mean clone Will Smith? Little Will Smith is like fighting. Why are we talking about and this? Then, and then but then at the end little they Will like Smith? together, you know. They like together at the end and they like they are they do become friends. They become friends. Yeah. You know? And I was like, it's like pretty much the same. It's not the same it's at pretty all. Pretty much the same movie. Gemini Man and Stop and the this. <laughs> what, was the, what was the point of even bad. comparing? There, there was none. <laughs> Yeah, this is bad, guys. This is bad. Thank you. What? John Innes. Steve. John Innes, please. Real, real, real bad take. Good Lord. Thank All you, right. Steve. It's time to it's time to oh, uh, re- my goodness. do our ratings. We 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 rate movies not based on how much we like that, unfortunately, Steve. But whether or not it helped the cause of more shit. Oh, okay. So actors. Basically how how I like it is uh, like, exactly the same how it helps the cause. <laughs> <laughs> you, you go first. 
I'll go after you. You go first. All right, all right. Well, so if we think it fully helped the cause, we give it a, a black fist. If we think it someone helped the cause, we give it a white palm. If we think it didn't help the cause at all, we don't give it anything. So on the count of three, we'll tell. We'll all say, okay, we give it one, two, three. <laughs> all right, I gave one white palm. Gerard James gave nothing. <laughs> Steve? Well, see, I use a different still. You see, if, if, I think, if I think it helps the cause, uh, it's one fully functioning wheelchair. Uh, if it doesn't help, it's uh, a Medicaid customer service representative. <laughs> 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 and and if it does nothing, uh, it's half your supply of medication for the month. <laughs> and I, and I give this one uh, five Medicaid customer service representatives. Wow! <laughs> wow! Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> so that's a black. So that's, that's, that's a black a palm. Fist? That's a no, palm. That's a palm. That's a palm. Okay. But five of them. <laughs> but five of them. Five. Why five? <laughs> I mean, do you want to just replay everything I said? Yeah. Man, man. He's like, why? All the shit I've been saying. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, listen yeah. to me. But why? Steve Loki got not, mad. Why not nothing? Steve why not nothing mad. is more what I'm. <laughs> oh, well, no, because it's a, uh, it's a bad story that misleads people on what it's like living with a disability. Yeah. And you know, let's not forget. Uh, a disabled rich asshole is still a rich asshole. Facts. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, man. I like, mean, like I said, like like I said, this is a uh, socialist podcast now. So chill the rich. <laughs> uh, even if they're disabled, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> that's fine. And, you know, but honestly, honestly, this movie should have been. It should have been about Dell trying to make it out of the hood. That should have been the movie, and the B plot should have been him with Philip. Right. It's weird because the we the 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 real story is takes place in France, but it's with like an Algerian immigrant. So that's like a whole that's a whole yeah, other whole other whole other issue. Right. And again, and again, in France, well, yes, this guy is rich, but even if he wasn't, he wouldn't have to pay for his health care. Right. But it doesn't work in America. So he's rich and has free health care, and the dude, the black dude, is a is an immigrant. So he he ain't even he ain't even a citizen. So he could get kicked out the country too. Is, is right? He can be deported. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I just gave I gave it nothing because kind of everything. Like I did again. I did enjoy the movie, but based on everything Steve said, it's like yeah, this didn't help any actors living with a disability get more jobs, um, which kind of should have been the thing. Like that should like this should have been a person. Listen, I love Breaking Bad. This just shouldn't have been Brian Cranston. You know what I mean? It just shouldn't have been. Uh, so to me, that alone gave it that. Also, you had Nicole Kidman, and to me, you wasted Nicole Kidman. She's one of the best actresses, actors, period, like of a generation. And I'm like, if you want to check me on that, just go watch season one, Pretty Little Lies, Big Little Lies. That's just too. She's too good, and she did nothing in this movie for the most part. Uh, and Kevin did good again. Like Kevin did a, t- Kevin did fine. Like he did. I was very impressed by it, but it's also like, I don't think it was about, this is one of the times it's so funny having a podcast about black actors. It's like in this movie, it wasn't about seeing more black actors get a job. To me, this movie was about more people with disabilities getting a job and like it just didn't help that in any way. 
or change the mindset mm-hmm. of their lifestyles at all. So, yeah, nothing. Yeah, I mean, I gave it, <clears throat> I gave it nothing um, because a lot of the stuff we've been saying. Steve helped me realize that, like, the the things that I didn't like about, uh, about Kevin Hart's character had to do with the context of like making it in America, like making an American version of this movie, like kind of ruined it a, a bit for me there. And then like the lack of representation um, uh, for disabled actors and the kind of story that this tells uh, it's, it's, it was tough to give it something for that. It's like, it's like it, we, we, we should see more stories that explore different backgrounds, but because of the kind of story that this told uh, felt like it was perpetuating negative things. And then, right. and then, uh, you know, the only actor of color in a lead is Kevin Hart. And so it's like, he's already been out here doing leads. So it's like, I, uh, because of that, I didn't give it anything. Well, I give it a, a palm just because even though Brian Cranston played the role, I do think way more than any other movie this movie had the the most real talk of people playing of 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 it being wrong that able-bodied people were playing roles uh with disabilities which i think will hopefully pave the way for that movement to actually happen despite you know the the stuff that brian Cranston first was saying and then he walked it back and then he you know tried to whatever then you even have like Bill Burr like making jokes about it, which his joke was idiotic because again it was just like it's not called acting. Like I love like literally Bill Burr was like, oh, if people play something that if a able-bodied person just playing able-bodied able body person, that's just that's not called acting. It was like, yes, it is. It literally, it, yeah, that's literally ninety nine point nine percent of the acting roles. Like I what are you talking about? And he's like, oh, if they play themselves, I'm like, that's still acting. And also that's most actors. Most actors are playing a version of themselves. They're personality actors. That's what most actors do. What are you talking also you're an actor and you play yourself <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Like what are you talking about? But he probably doesn't see yeah, himself. Yeah, he as doesn't an actor. see himself as an actor, but he's just that's just because he's that that's like somebody being like, oh, I'm not a real. It's like f you. Yes, you are. Yes, you're you getting are. paid. You're doing it. You know what? Yeah. I yeah. bet when you do your goddamn taxes, you write actor. <laughs> like, shut the hell up. Like, what are you talking about? So, it, it's just um, that that part's frustrating. But I do think it. And then also like, yes, Kevin Hart has been been and stuff. Blah blah blah. I mean, that's true. But like, <laughs> it's still nice. To, it's still obligatory it's mention of that. But okay, but, uh, but he but it was a different type of role for him. You know what I mean? Which was which was nice. And you know, I mean, it's still a palm. Like it, you know. Um, that was great, Steve. Thanks so much for for doing this. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, and uh, gentlemen, I must say. Um, I had a lot of fun uh, on your first step of radicalization. <laughs> uh, you, you, you will all see the dark side soon. Uh, let's, do this, let's do this again. Uh, uh, do you want us? Is um, Can people follow you anywhere? Yeah, Twitter, Instagram, um, at the Steve Way. Uh, let me check out my website, thestevewaycom um, I host a monthly stand-up show at the People's Improv Theater in New York uh, 
called inspiration porn. Uh, yeah, it's all about all about people with disabilities. Um, I already have one more after time of recording, so it might be totally irrelevant soon. Um, but um, um, you can see me on Rami on Hulu. That's right. Wait, when's the next uh, inspiration porn show? Um, uh, at the time of recording it uh, tonight. Oh, okay. To- well, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and then, and then one more. Uh, December fifteenth at eight thirty. Oh, okay. okay all right. So December fifteenth. Yeah. December fifteenth, eight thirty p.m. People's New York City. Theater. Prop Theater. Uh, yeah, definitely go to that show. Uh, you can follow us at Blackman Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Blackmanpodcast.com is our website where you can follow links, find links to our merchandise. Uh, we also have links to our Patreon where we just reviewed uh Cinderella Cinderella story with the brandy brandy baby. Uh, uh, the TV movie uh, special guest Larry Owens, um, fellow uh, podcaster himself, was on there. We also uh, have a show coming out. Yes, <laughs> December sixth yes. on Netflix, Astronomy Club, Astronomy the sketch Club, show. Club, the sketch show, December sixth. Uh, so yeah, definitely check that out. Uh, if you rate and review us, give us five stars. Uh, we will read your review on the air. This one is from Grub Yuck from Australia. Uh, my go-to podcast for insightful entertainment. You guys have me at Beverly Hills Cop. Keep up the awesome show, guys. Grub Yuck, Sydney, Australia. Uh, and then this is from uh, Supanovo, also from Australia. Let me speak to the podcast for, for a sec. <laughs> Draw, they're doing your bit. What? He said, let me speak to the podcast for a second. Oh, no, I don't like it. I found this podcast only about five weeks ago, and I've already listened to almost every episode. Don't ask me how I'm passing my university exams. Most entertaining film podcasts by far. Their laughs are so contagious that I had had to save episodes to listen to in my room so people won't stare at me laughing like a maniac in public at Perfect Swirls and Hancock Cinematic Universe links. Every episode is gold. Even if you haven't watched the movie, they make it easy to follow and hilarious, too. They leave no representation stone unturned. The good movies and the bad. Prince and the Frog got me effed up. And Shark Tale, as my first episode, had (laughs) these stitches. As a South Asian woman, it makes me so happy hearing representation for people of color in movies. Uh, And as a film buff, an advocate for POC rep, this podcast is the thing that gets me up in the morning. Just a shame that it has to end <laughs> because we said it had to end. Yeah, it's got it. You got, it's got, it's got a brown fist from Australia. Keep up the good work. Steve, I'll always bring be a fan. He did. He brought it back, and now he's doing Gemini Man. I know, Steve. We try to we try to all ignore right. every time. Uh, I'm out. I'm out. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that. I don't know what we're reviewing next week. We'll see. We'll figure it out. We'll see you soon. It's it's Christmas time. So maybe we'll do some. We'll it's try crazy. To... We're already. I at know the it's crazy again. Again. All We're right. The holidays again. Again. All right. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. Ew, ew, ew.